Welcome to Punditocracy, Lawrence.com's politics and culture talk show. We've survived the 4th of July weekend and we're teeming with patriotism. Not only because we celebrated the birth of our republic by drunkenly chasing our neighbor's schnauzer with a Roman candle, though that was surely what Lee Greenwood had in mind when crafting Proud to be an American. No, we're also swollen with pride, or perhaps swollen with schlitz, possibly. Uh, but we're also swollen with pride because America chose to exert its independence by ignoring pleas from around the world to just consider third world debt relief. Pleas delivered by international artists of conscience such as Def Leppard and Tom Green. We instead, as a people, chose to watch that guy who played Elaine's boss on Seinfeld lose a ballroom dancing competition to some chick who was on some soap opera. 14 million of us to be exact. Suck on that, Bob Geldof. Third world, learn how to dance. Then we'll talk. But I'm Gavin. Along I'm Galen. With and Aaron. Yes, and this is Punditocracy. And I don't think any of us in this room can dance. I can dance. Aaron can I dance. I can dance really, really well. I'm, I'm dancing under this table right I, uh, now. I actually, this is how I dance. I sit in a chair and look forward. <laughs> it's a very minimalist Philip Glass right. style of dancing. It's like what, the eight minutes of silence or whatever it was? <laughs> Bing! <laughs> Uh, but you can email us at poundingthepundit at yahoo.com or you can visit our website, which will probably be shut off pretty soon unless I pay our bill, at punditocracy.net. It wasn't working today when I tried it. That means I'm delinquent in more ways than one. Uh, but, yeah, we were going to take some time to talk about the G8 conference, uh, which Live Aid was in conjunction with, but unfortunately, G8 has been overshadowed by... Today's events in London, in which four uh, terrorist attacks uh, erupted this morning. Uh, 37 are dead. Which actually they are uh, saying that it's probably more than that because they're yeah. keeping the ants low. The French prime minister said he had been told that they had accounted for 50. Ooh. Yeah, um, at least 37 dead, hundreds injured. There were three blasts in the subway tunnels and a double-decker bus was ripped in half. Yeah. Um, and there have been threats since. Yeah. And recently, a group called Al-Qaeda of Europe has claimed responsibility on their website, although, although, although that hasn't been verified. Right. And, and, and although they are previously unheard of and don't, they may not be actually connected to Al-Qaeda. Uh, but they, it's very funny when you listen to the different news reports, whereas the British reports say a group possibly connected to Al-Qaeda, previously unknown, and the American reports say it was Al-Qaeda. Yeah. Well, I'm sorry, Al-Qaeda. Uh, so we'll, Used car dealer, Al-Qaeda. That's right. Unfortunately, this is sort of the new wave of terrorism where you see much smaller um, sleeper cells, if you will, who are not necessarily affiliated with Al-Qaeda but are inspired by Al-Qaeda. Yeah. Uh, most of these people probably came out of Afghanistan, and since we didn't have enough troops and we didn't have good enough border security in Afghanistan, most Because everyone these, is in Iraq. Exactly. Um, most of these terrorists just fled the country, ended up in Southeast Asia, in this case Europe. Um, and unfortunately, this seems to be how terrorist organizations are structured now. And it's they're much more dangerous in the sense that it's much harder to um, find them and to um, monitor them. Um, and it, it appears that that's what this is, that it was a much, much like the Madrid bombings in Spain. This is just a small 
sort of splinter group of Al-Qaeda, which possibly based in London, certainly somewhere in Europe, um, can coordinate and effectively um, detonate uh, for terrorist attacks. Yeah, and the, th- the thing, though, that I, I, I agree but with that <coughs> general assumption, but I think that the thing that's inter- interesting to me about the different coverage of it is that the Bush administration doesn't want to say that because that's far harder to hunt down. They want to pretend there's one organization. Right, and unfortunately, there's just not. I mean, that's right. not the way that it is structured now. There's still Osama bin Laden and um, some of the other somewhere in a leadership cave on dialysis, are yeah. still <laughs> in a cave somewhere in Afghanistan. But I think that Al-Qaeda, or at least the Al-Qaeda pre-September 11th, doesn't really exist anymore. We're, 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 no, I agree, but we, we're, what, four weeks out since uh, Rumsfeld said they had a pretty good idea of where, <laughs> where Bin Laden is? Where bin Laden is. Well, I it I wasn't Rumsfeld, actually. It was oh, Porter Goss. Oh, you're right. Right, right. I don't think it really matters where Osama Bin Laden is at this no. point. I mean, I don't think... Al- no, no. Al-Qaeda is essentially him a is pyramid scheme. They're like a pyramid <laughs> vitamin scheme. You they get do. it on the bottom floor, you blow yourself up. Basically, yeah, basically they have a figurehead at the top, but everything else is franchised out uh, to uh, lesser peons around the world, and they operate independently. And they don't occasionally even getting act. financial and uh, militaristic support. But they but honestly don't have to actually be connected to anything at no, all. No, they, they can, can just completely. say that they're Al Qaeda, uh, right? Yeah, all they have to be is just extremists. Yeah. That's it. But this terrorist attack certainly has all the signature. Um, signs of Al Qaeda. I mean, it was four, for the most part, simultaneous explosions. Um, but yeah. at the same time, it's just I think a lot of that's because Al Qaeda is in our on our consciousness. I mean, ten years ago they would have said it had all the signatures of an IRA bombing, which yeah. they did those too. Well, well and uh, I think this is a lot different than an IRA bombing. Well, the IRA bombings they were, would have different ones. Well, at, I think at the same Tony time, Blair was wary of making any assumptions about their domestic terrorism due yeah. to the fact of uh, oh, Spain's government being thrown out essentially oh, for lying to their people well, about I who's responsible for I f- I the Madrid bombing. I actually think it probably is a group inspired by Al-Qaeda but I, I, and not Ireland, obviously, but I'm just saying that I think that the danger here isn't thinking it's one big organization yeah. we can take oh, down. I think it's pretty yeah, this isn't like um, Cobra Command from G.I. Right, Joe. It's right. not some shadowy, well-organized global cabal. It's not a James Bond villain where no, they all have it's, matching uniforms. It's All it is is a shared ideology. That's right. That's it. Which, Basically, kill as many Westerners as possible to create an Islamic super state. Well, and most of the terrorist attacks we've seen over the last couple of years have been these small independent organizations, everything from... Spain to Bali to uh, some of the terrorist attacks we've seen in Morocco and Saudi Arabia recently. That's just the new face of terrorism. Yeah, unfortunately, unfortunately it's Europe has become the new theater in right. the war on terror. Or I should say terrorism's war on Europe. Um, it's closer. Yeah, it's, it's, it's connected contiguously right. to the Middle East. It's, there are already entrenched Muslim communities in most major European cities, London included, so it's very easy for foreign operatives and terrorists to intermingle yeah. unknown in major European population areas. Well, let us not forget, too, that um, Mohammed Atef um, was in Hamburg. Yeah. The Hamburg cell he, uh, is, right. is what the September 11th hijackers were known as. Um, but the, those are as many of the facts as we know now. Again, this just happened this morning, which is uh, Thursday. 
and I'm sure much more will be coming out. And unfortunately, I'm sure the body count is going to escalate yeah. from this. It was a yes. horrible event. A lot of the, there's 150 people in critical condition or something earlier in that yeah. poll. Yeah, they said there was over 700 injured, and I would imagine right. that probably quite a few of them are going to die due to their injuries yeah. and staying in this. Yeah. Um, but I think that one of the more interesting things in relating this to uh, the 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 G8 and the people who were there was uh, Bush's insanely stupid narcissistic bullshit answer which was i'm glad the other countries are are having the same uh, fortitude and stamina as i am <laughs> it's it's much like after after september 11th when he actually released a press release saying the president is okay and he suffers too no one cares yeah um yeah which brings back this discussion about the london bombings to exactly how bush and blair are going to yeah. politicize this for their own gain uh, we'll leave the genuine news reporting to Cup of Joel and his ilk. Uh, however, uh, our job is mostly to look at the political ramifications of this. Osama bin Laden ruined my childhood. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. Listen, it's... We're really not trying to make light of this, people. Uh, no, it's just how we handle like yeah. supreme irritation and pain and sadness is yeah. make crude yeah. jokes. I mean, um, it's but very seriously. We, we can all honestly, we, we do take this very seriously, and our all of our condolences go out uh, to the people of London and Great Britain. Yeah, and, and, and actually, I think what I hope that, I mean, what was right-wing radio uh, you dipped into earlier? It was Wow, yes. Well, their response was just, I mean, I guess their, their response I wasn't really too surprised by, but it seemed like the overwhelming theme of today's right-wing radio talk was that um, that now that the British have a taste of al-Qaeda terrorism, that maybe now they'll finally uh, jump aboard um, America's war on terrorism globally mm -hmm. from Afghanistan to Iraq to wherever else it may take us. Um, basically trying to suggest that the British people have been weak on terrorism. Yeah, they brought this upon habits, themselves and by habits, being uh, socialist pansies. Right. And, but they've the thing, been weak on terrorism yeah. and that they haven't supported President Bush and America on this global war on terrorism. And that now that, now that they've seen it, now but, they can finally jump. But wasn't it our president's awesome war in Iraq that was supposed to eliminate all of the terrorists? Was supposed Absolutely. to act like flypaper, at least that was the 50th rationale. That, yeah, that's, That now Iraq is a terrorist magnet, well, and that's, at least they're attacking us there and not here. That's a great point, and it seems like since all of George Bush's justifications for going into Iraq seem to be debunked at this point— not that um, it was difficult. Now, no, right. But, but I, I but think now, now is, now everyone is, is going to see this now, is uh, now his argument, hard evidence. Now his, now his argument is saying, well, isn't it better that we fight the terrorists there instead of fighting the terrorists at home? Well, you know, quite honestly, if London can get hit, yeah. just about And, and is, is he going hit. to be enough of a prick and to modulate that argument to say, better we're fighting them in London? I than know. in the United States. Absolutely not. I don't think he's stupid enough to... I'll bet that's what right-wing radio there. is going well, to eventually is, come the down The thing to. that gets me about this is that they're acting like, you know... But like London has never had terrorism, first yeah, of all. Yeah. Which everyone there... It's, people have become used to looking for unmanned uh, packages and things like that because of all the years of terrorism. Mary. Although and granted, so granted higher... this is the bloodiest day in London since World War II. So no, this, this I, I makes agree, all I the agree. IRA bombing kind of pale in comparison. But However, it's, it's not like they're out there being, you know, frou-frou characters from uh, 
whatever British sitcom. These are it, life is actually a little harder there, and and they may actually be as tough as Americans, though. Right? They're better at capturing terrorists than yeah, they are. They have they, a much exactly. they have a much more. To, I mean, they're the ones with the intelligence saying that weapons of mass destruction weren't there. They're the ones yeah. that have actually rounded up more Al Qaeda cells than we have. And uh, why? Because they have a TV show called MI5. <laughs> no, uh, uh, the the thing is, is that is that their America's most wanted? Is that is well, that no, Hamburg's it's, it's, most wanted? It's more like it's it's apparently a huge hit. It's more like their CSI. It's just oh, about their FBI, their, their version of the FBI. But the thing that gets me is that right, what right wing radio is apparently now suddenly forgetting is that forgotten is that uh, the Brits have been our only major allies and, over and there. And even in Iraq, they've stood by us. Yeah, uh, despite yeah. all of the uh, problems and, that we've and had. And I there. think that the British know that since this has happened, it's not because they were being weak; it's because they were involved in the war on Iraq. Yeah, yeah. And uh, that's, that's I'll actually pose this question to you guys: Do you think that there is going to be a rally around the flag effect for Tony Blair, no. or do you think that this is going to harden opposition to I, Iraq and I, his policies? Even more? are they going to blame Tony Blair for? I this? I think they are actually. I, I logged on and watched him one of his speeches online, and he he looks like a deer in the headlights right now. And I think that the commentators over there have already begun to say, "Look, Blair got us into this, and this is why it happened." So, I think this is probably blowing up in Blair's face. Which the unfortunate part about all that is that the alternative to Blair is the conservatives who brought us such wonderkin- wunderkind as a. Uh, Margaret Thatcher, yeah, so John Major, yeah, um, a lot um, of fun there. I think I disagree with that a little bit. I think there is a possibility that the Brits might rally around the flag. I think there's incident. Yeah. I think that they, um, it, especially for their own domestic policies, you might see, for instance, um, tougher immigration laws, tougher terrorism laws, maybe um, sort of a. Um, the Homeland Security type Well, the Homeland Security country. Department in our country is actually very influenced by their MI5, which is much more, it's like the uh, FBI, but with far more wide-reaching powers. Don't forget Scotland Yard. And Yeah, and Scotland Yard. They have a super police force, and, they're, and for everyone complaining about their socialism and all that, well, they actually have more powers... Well, they're not that socialist. And they're not <laughs> no, that... They're really no, not they, they, they got rid of like their last remaining socialist tendencies really in the mid-80s under Thatcher. But uh, the thing is is that they have a lot more power in their police force and a lot fewer liberties guaranteed by their constitution, which, by the way, does not exist. Their entire government (laughs) is made up on a whole bunch of different documents. Uh, They're technically still ruled by a monarchy. That's right. She can still still take your land. She can. She still still legally has that. Much like last week, uh, she can put a, su- a supermarket wherever she wants. <laughs> uh, no, it's it's so anyway. They have more wide ranging powers, and and if we look at the rest of Europe, we see that whenever this sort of thing has happened in the rest of Europe recently, Italy or Spain, it's come down to the leaders who went along with Bush that that their heads roll. Mm. Um, well, and I think that's probably Al Qaeda's strategy on this. I mean, one of the reasons why they are targeting Europe is because they want to further isolate the United States from their allies. Well, I think, yeah. There's, there's but also, in Europe, there's white people to kill, and we really only report on white people who die. <laughs> yeah. Just yeah. Uh, look at Aruba. That's right. Um, however, it's really hard to say what Al Qaeda's goals are. As we were talking earlier, there's so many different splinter cells of Al Qaeda. Each one of them has a separate agenda. 
There are some that say that Osama bin Laden would prefer that Bush and the Republicans stay in power here because that means there's going to be more warmongering in the Middle East, which will drive up recruits for al-Qaeda. Yeah. And then there are those who say that their ultimate goal is to get rid of uh, Iraq supporters like the regime in Spain to influence elections, to get uh, troops out of Iraq. So I think, again, it boils down to these individual groups and their uh, own aims. Right. I mean, you can't say there's a big plan anywhere. I think their their goal is to blow stuff up and kill people and scare people for whatever weird little rationale they have mm-hmm. at the moment. Because uh, they misinterpret Isaac Asimov novels, from what I understand. I think the big point... I here, don't get that reference at all. Uh, just real quick, uh, Al-Qaeda, <laughs> when translated, means the base or the foundation. And uh, Asimov had the foundation series right. of books about a uh, a what a, a uh, prophet or a leader mm-hmm. uh, who leads people out of uh, Amoraz, and that's how Osama bin Laden sees himself. And he was reportedly an Isaac Asimov. Really, man. I didn't know that connection. Does he know that. that in fact all our base are belong to? <laughs> <laughs> Don't all, even all try base because all of our belong to us. <laughs> Well, I think the point is, though, that as much as our leadership, and quite honestly, leadership in Europe as well, have been boasting that they're winning the war on terrorism, today's attack obviously demonstrates that we are not winning the war on terrorism. That's right. Because we're not fighting the war on terrorism. We're fighting the war in Iraq. Which is only getting worse. And as I said earlier, if you can hit London, you could, you know, with the exception of maybe Washington, D.C., and New York. And the scary thing is, is that this could have been a radiological bomb. This could have well, been a that's, dirty bomb. That's actually, it could have been well, four they, separate You know, they had bombs. talked about that as well, and they're still, you know, they there, still were, really there don't were people. Know. There were people after the um, attacks in biochemical suits, mm. checking the air, checking the explosives, and yeah. they still don't know at this point. However, I, I think th- it's probably pretty clear at this point that there wasn't yeah, any sort of device. I, I, I would say that but, if they were, Bush would have been in Omaha, Nebraska about three hours ago. He would not still be in Great true. Britain right now. Well, and, and yeah, but what the, the commentators are going on about this afternoon on the radio were, uh, was have we actually limited their ability to get these explosives or are they in fact saving the big ones for the u.s which seem to be the right <laughs> the right, right wing idea is that oh no they hit britain now they're coming for us with the big guns <laughs> which let's face it, that's a little insensitive to all the people who died to go yeah, oh, oh <laughs> you yeah, didn't well, matter yeah, they're coming for us man we lost three thousand september 11th what 40 50 <laughs> well bitching the next terrorist attack in the United States, and there certainly will be one. I don't know when and where, but it's it called inevitable. Dancing with the Stars. <laughs> right. Um, it will probably be similar to this. I mean, I'm not sure, and I mean, I could be wrong, but I mean, I'm not sure that we're really ever going to see a humongous, spectacular terrorist attack like we saw on September 11th. Um, but I mean, it's certainly obvious that now they are targeting transportation, buses, subways. That could very easily happen in New York or Washington, D.C., and there's quite honestly very little Except you can do about it. The D.C. Uh, public transportation system sucks. So it would be a <laughs> half true. hour late. <laughs> yeah. It'd be a bomb like somewhere in rural Virginia at the <laughs> terminus of the subway line. Um, but yeah, I don't know. Um, again, we'll wait and see how Bush tries to spin yeah. this. Um, Tony Blair might in fact see a initial bump in his polls immediately after this just out of shock and horror and the need for unification in britain but i think very hard questions will be asked in the near future after this incident and he will more than likely in the long term be in trouble bush on the other hand 
I don't know. I don't really see this as having any effect since most Americans are so isolationist and can't see beyond their own dicks that uh, they really don't see this as a, this attack in London as affecting us uh, right. in any great And measure. even though even though they now, uh, in the majority, believe that Bush lied about the rationale for going to war in Iraq, um, Bush doesn't care anymore yeah. about public opinion polls and won't care until someone impeaches him. Yeah. Even then, I doubt he'll care. Yeah, because he knows that he'll always have that thirty to forty percent of hardcore right wing Republicans who will insane, support him no matter yeah, what. Insane genocidal nuts who are like, "Oh, just nuke them all, get rid of the Middle Bring East." Bring about the second coming. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but um, I don't know, Aaron. What do you think? Is there going to be a net gain or a net loss for Bush after this, or is it even going to affect? His popularity um, or his standing at all domestically. Maybe, maybe in the short term, a gain just because I think now a lot of Americans are going to be paranoid that there's going to be this is just the precursor to an attack in the United yeah. States. So there'll probably be a little bit of a rally around the flag effect here. You to pocket see, full of shells. You, you might see. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Rage joke. <laughs> I haven't heard that song in about two years. I know, so. you caught him by surprise. Oh, what was I saying? <laughs> sorry yeah, so sorry you might... for all you 21 and younger crowd. You probably have no <laughs> idea what we're talking about. Um, I think you might see a little bit of a bump, at least initially. But then again, I also think that probably in the long term will be a net loss just because more Americans are going to realize that we're not, in fact, winning the global war on terrorism, that we're still as vulnerable as we've ever been. And that our allies in Europe are as vulnerable as they've ever yes, been. Wasn't Guantanamo Bay supposed to be keeping us safe? Right. Wasn't uh, shoving Korans up inmates' rectums supposed to gain such insightful knowledge to prevent Supposed- these sort of attacks? Supposedly. <laughs> well, you know that uh, uh, what's his name? The uh, oh, I've forgotten his name. Anyway, uh, uh, you know, late 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 Middle Ages uh, European ruler uh, slept with an inkwell and pen under his pillow because he wanted to become literate um <laughs> I, I have think, not heard that i think the uh, shoving the quran up someone's ass is sort of a similar idea yeah it's uh religion it's, through osmosis that's right it's an religion attempt, through suppository it's attempt they they wanted the quran they, they who are who are they to say how they get it <laughs> idiots uh, yes but uh alberto gonzalez possibly our next supreme court justice will be lubing up the next quran in guantanamo oh. bay but we'll be talking about that at another time. Uh, here, there's really no good way to change the subjects from this. Again, we segue. Find a segue. Yeah, I'll indelicately pirouette <laughs> to Judith Miller, the other big political news this week. That's right. Uh, aside from O'Connor retiring, Judith Miller, the New York Times reporter who had refused to divulge her source on the Valerie Plame investigation, is now keeping Lil Kim company in jail. And has refused to turn over her source. Good for her. Yeah, uh, maybe, <laughs> depending on who her source is. And uh, their, their well, as far are. as like journalist integrity, good. As far as wanting to see the Bush administration fry that. Yeah, yeah, Scott, I'm so torn on I this. Know, I, really I know, I know. No, I'm not. I know the answer, which is to drag Novak into it. Yes. Put what his sort of a white, crispy ass that, in that jail. gargoyle cut that he's not in jail right now. Yeah. However, Judith Miller is currently in jail. I noticed the fat, bald reporter... Did not want to get raped in the ass. So yes, he decided to go ahead. And he testify he went stooly. He went stooly. He said that his uh, his source gave him the permission. So that implies if Cooper, Matt Cooper, who's the reporter for Time, who is the other journalist in this investigation, 
if Cooper's source said that you are free to uh, give the grand jury investigation my name, that means that Miller's source was somebody else. Yeah. So that means conspiracy. That's right. <laughs> the vast right-wing conspiracy at work. We might, in fact, have legal documented proof of a vast right-wing and conspiracy Carl, here. A lot of fingers pointing at Carl Rove, too. In fact, all fingers are pointing at Carl Rove. Well, Man. that's because he's so damn large. It's hard not no, to no, point that, at him. That, that goiter that he has, that jiggling, uh, resonating goiter that hangs I, I have a serious problem with the fact that our country's actually being driven by a man who can't actually outthink a donut and not eat it. <laughs> it's brain food. <laughs> Uh, but yes, Karl Rove, the president's chief political advisor, and I believe he has some other perfunctory title within the White House. Demagogue. <laughs> Assistant demagogue. Uh, but Karl Rove has sort of been outed by Lawrence O'Donnell, a writer for uh, Newsweek and MSNBC. And oh, and he's on the McLaughlin Group. And the McLaughlin Group. And In he fact, actually, on the McLaughlin Group he is where he announced it. He announced that it was called. He Rove. has hard evidence that Carl Rove was the uh, focus of the investigation. And, and he how kind did of, McLaughlin respond? Wrong! <laughs> no, it was funny because uh, Lawrence O'Donnell came on and he. Um, you know, said that he had evidence that it was Carl Rove, and then after that, he immediately. Did you said, notice how everyone else in the panel just ignored that? Yeah, just kept just went on. But that's the, like it's okay. He'll well, be disappeared. Well, ignore no, this him. Is, this is kind of the fucked up thing, in my opinion, is that all the reporters in Washington know it's Rove. They just think it's a foregone conclusion. They think it's old news. However, since they have such yeah. like a insular Washington club. There's a, yeah, what's the big deal? We always knew it was Rove, but well, they, that's like they can't like remove themselves far enough to see that the closest advisor to the president outed an undercover CIA operative yeah. for right. political you, motivation. That's like only, what, that would be uh, Kissinger breaking into the white into the uh, himself, himself personally, personally yeah. breaking into the uh, shit. What's it called? The Watergate. Watergate. <laughs> I mean, can you, was white water. Can you only imagine if somebody on Bill Clinton's staff would have pulled this stunt? Fucking right. Oh, they would be Ralph Reed and James Dobson. Ralph would Reed, be who's running effigies. for office now. Yeah, even though he's probably going to go down in the Jack Abramoff investigations, but we need to talk about that in deal in more detail later because yeah. that 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 is a that is a tidy little investigation that and wraps in Tom you, Delay, Ralph Reed, the Christian right, the yeah. corporate influence on the Republican Party, in one little uh, nexus. Ralph Reed is, in fact, my favorite child of the damned to have grown up and taken large political scale movements. That is movements. one creepy looking motherfucker. Well, yeah. it'll, it'll be interesting too because I don't think that it just stops at Karl Rove. I mean, no. I certainly think that it's going to go all along way up the ladder. That's You're what I was talking about. seeing Dick Cheney's involved in this and possibly even Bushy's involved Scooter in this. Scooter Libby. Uh, Dick Cheney's right hand man. However, sorry, like, Scooter, 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 Libby, Scooter, a, and Carl. That's such a great name. I didn't Who know. names their kids? I Scooter. had no idea. Dick Cheney's chief of staff is called Scooter Libby. And he was the number two suspect. In fact, it's probably both of them because, as I said, since Cooper's going free and Miller's in jail, that means there's probably two sources. Uh, Rove more than likely being one of them and Scooter Libby more than likely being the other. Yeah, but you know damn well that nothing's going to happen to Carl Rove. Uh, no. I just no have this weird <laughs> image in my head of, of a cross between Livia, the uh, wife of Augustus Caesar who killed a lot of her own children, and Scooter, the Muppet with no eyes and only glasses. <laughs> Scooter. Scooter. Well, wait, what, what the hell was Scooter's function on the Muppets? 
He was, was he the gay one? I, I don't know. I think yet. he was the gay. I think Scooter was, was the, the gay he one. He was the gay one. Yeah. I would say that Gonzo was the gay one, but I don't think Gonzo was more of a cross dresser. He's I don't think he was a homosexual. He, he's just a whatever. Yeah. They labeled the box. Yeah. yeah. Ah, they but were actually, okay. I believe that Scooter is Professor Honeydew's illegitimate child because neither of them have eyes and both have glasses. Don't they have the same color felt? No, no, Honeydew's green and Scooter's Eaker orange. Scooter has the same felt oh, color. So I, maybe uh, uh, Scooter is Professor Honeydew and Beaker's illegitimate love child. That's a good guess. You never really found out if Beaker was a man or a woman. That's true. <laughs> That's true. Uh, right, back what the on hell topic. Are we talking about? Yeah, Judith Miller. Uh, <laughs> well, we have gone so far off topic here. <laughs> oh, but that's why you love us, Lawrence. However... <laughs> Yes, Judith Miller is now playing Pinochle with Lil' Kim in uh, the county jail. And Well, how long is she going to be in jail? Well, that's, they keep as t- long as the grand jury investigation Right, and the judge on. is like, she has the keys to her own cell. She can get out anytime she decides to tell us what we want to know. Uh, but essentially, she's there until the grand jury shuts down, yeah. as long as she... So that could be yeah. a few months. It could be a year. Well, and the thing is, is that apparently this, this also means that... Some, I mean, she works for Time too, right? No, she works for New York Times. She works for New York Times. Matthew Cooper works for Time. All right, Time's the one that turned over all its documentation. However, the New York Times won't, right? Yeah. Or have they? Well, here's the weird thing, uh, and this is what's leading to the assumption that it's now a conspiracy investigation is that after Time divulged Cooper's notes, supposedly with the source in it, they still wanted Cooper to testify or else he'd go to jail, even though they had his Hmm. notes. Uh, the assumption is that Cooper spoke to more than one person uh, than was alluded to in his notes. So, uh, however, he dropped a dime on everybody apparently. <laughs> so we'll see. We'll see how long Judy sweats it out and pinstripes. Uh, it's just. I mean, if this damages the journalistic integrity. John Stewart uh, apparently said, I, "I got this second hand off of the radio today," but he apparently said something along the lines of. The Bush White House uh, is attempting to, because they want to keep secrets, they're attempting to poison the uh, the entire reputation of all journalism because they don't, they they can't fight the actual journalistic integrity that it has that can have unnamed sources. Right, and it's a point to it because as is, they can actually say these things and and back them up without having libel suits. But as long as you have to put it out there, and as long as it's a threat that you may have to be called in front. A lot of people won't take that chance, especially because a lot of journalists are now lazy, (laughs) really lazy. And this goes back to the argument, does the First Amendment and freedom of the press in fact cover sources that are not providing for the public good, that are not exposing government corruption and government overreach or any other sort of uh, uh, public awareness, uh, but are in fact just political operatives dropping information for intimidation and propaganda purposes does i that's yeah, when the that's line a and, question and and it, even after that and this is the more serious territory i think is does it cover treason because divulging the information divulging the identity of an undercover cia agent is, can be construed as treason i think well, it would no, be legally it is treason yeah, yeah. yeah. although and you have to have two witnesses yeah two treason no, yeah, to treason, you have to have at least two witnesses. Cooper. Well, it's, especially in this case, um, you know, again, I, I said this on last on last week's show, but I mean, this this woman's life could have been at stake here. Um, she was exposed as a undercover CIA yeah. agent operating out of Africa. Um, it, it's just 
her being exposed put her life into danger, mm-hmm. and her life was put into danger for political games. Right. And yeah, as retaliation. Yeah. Right. And so in that case, I just, you know, personally I think it's treason, and personally I think that whoever is responsible for giving her name up should be um, – should go to jail, mm-hmm. should be tried as treason and, and go to jail. Novak is in many ways a key to this, and why no one has touched him is a mystery. Well, Even nobody has touched him because he's part of the right-wing agenda. He is part of and the And a big that, mouthpiece. He, yeah. he is part of the people that are in power right now, and as long as they are in power and as long as they have control, Novak's not going to have to do shit. Mm-hmm. Um, this goes... Back to your argument that this puts Valerie Plain's life in danger. It's the old argument that the First Amendment the First Amendment does not cover somebody standing up in the middle of a crowded theater and yelling fire when there isn't one. Right. <laughs> so there are Thank all you, sorts of Oliver Wendell Holmes. Yes, uh, utilitarianism at its greatest. Uh, but yes, this is a gray area. No one's really sure what's going to happen with the grand jury investigation. Nobody's really sure how long Judith Miller is going to be in jail. Um, but I it, had it, this idea that she's going to crack at some point. Yeah. I really, I mean, it's a grand jury. It's supposed to be independent. Who cares who's in power? They didn't care when Clinton was in power. <laughs> they didn't care when Nixon was in power. And, and that was a good, decent reason to not care, especially after they got all the tapes and realized what a nutcase he was, even if Ben Stein's memory has completely failed him. Ben Stein. Uh, <laughs> Do you know that Bush is dragging Ben Stein out to stump for his social security plan? I had plan no now? idea. Yes. Oh, is he still trying to um, convince the American people that well, his social no, no. security plan is right? No, yeah. Bush's new social security plan is win Ben Stein's money. Yeah. <laughs> you have a chance to win Ben Stein's money, and that is, should support you. It's trickle-down economics via game shows. Right. That is Bush's new social security <laughs> plan. So many retirees watch Wheel of Fortune and game shows. It's perfect. It's, it's uh, synergistic. Exactly. Um, Legalize but, gambling about the contestants on game shows, and you'd have such a yeah. yeah. I mean, that's, I mean, investing Social Security in the stock market is essentially gambling. So, so there you go. Well, it's a little more. It's a little different than that. But <laughs> I'm not going to go into it right now. I refuse to say anything other than glib, simplified things tonight. So you will get no, no modified well, we rationale or argument. From hour of talking about social security but i mean We've the point it. is is that bush's social security is policy dead. is dead in it the water dead dead and dead. we should just i think that pretty much everybody agrees that reforms need to be made in social security i think we all agree that george bush's plan was idiocy and we should just all move on dot org <laughs> <laughs> Um, oh, Zenu only knows why he keeps doing Oh, Zenu, yes. <laughs> he will eventually come out of his mountain and give us all the answers to life's little problems. So security problems. Well, that I well, would hope that that will be the first problem Can you imagine Tom Cruise and how glib he'd be if Zenu popped up and helped us with our social security plan? i tell you what, if Zenu did pop out of a mountain tomorrow, I would, I will, I would convert to Scientology. Yeah, I, will. <laughs> I will take back everything I said about it. And stop if going Z- to the psychologist. Yes, if, if Vesuvius cracks open in like a 50-foot interstellar galactic demigod walks the face of the planet, all right. You got I, me, hey, Tom Cruise. I saw the Discovery Channel thing on Vesuvius, and that wasn't in there. <laughs> the guy who played Deja Vu in Top Secret, he was in there. No Zenu. 
Oh, the the French guy? Yeah. <laughs> Have we met before, Michelle? <laughs> Oh, uh, so, okay, we won't even get. So few people have seen that movie. See it? Yeah, it's a good film. It really is. I, but. From the makers of Airplane, <laughs> starring a young Val Kilmer. Oh, but Galen mentioned nut jobs a few minutes ago. <laughs> did you? I guess I, I don't even remember. He did. I don't remember. If not mentioning it, I exhibited. I latch it. onto these things <laughs> like a remore on a shark. You're, you're thinking about nut jobs, so let's, yes. let's go. Uh, speaking of nut jobs. Old one nut himself, Lance Armstrong. Oh, God. Yeah, going for his seventh consecutive Tour de France title. Powered by bracelets on millions of teenagers. Yeah, what, what did you call him? The one nut guy? <laughs> the old one nut. The old one the old... nut. God, that is terrible. You should be ashamed of yourself. What? The man's a multi-millionaire. How would you like, feel? It's really gonna hurt his feelings. How would you feel if you? He had won it? seven. He's going to win seven Tour de France's. It's not like I'm really going to take him down a peg wow. or two. Uh, however, I you hope have to, to admit that's a great solo record. <laughs> that's true. That's Continue on your little thing. Anyhow, about strong Tour de France. Take on his little deformity. Yeah, yeah. His little. That's pretty big deformity. Um, well, as as Galen was mentioning, in fact, this. This uh, removal of the testicle might have, in fact, given him a leg up, or if you will, a testicle up in the Tour de France. Streamlined him. Yeah, streamlined him. Oh, that's a bunch of bullshit. <laughs> he doesn't have that that one lazy testicle dragging behind <sighs> him, acting as a as a as a sail. Well, at least he doesn't, he, he doesn't have the scrotal drag anymore. Well, do, we least, have that, do we have that actual uh, the the little emergency warning on our website? Do not download during dinner. Except <laughs> for that, as like a, a constant streaming ticker on your That's iPod. Right. Well, uh, at least the man still has one ball left. That's right. That's uh, <laughs> good enough for Cheryl. Although Crow. I have to say, well, I was going to say it's better. I would much prefer that a man dating Cheryl Crow is less capable of breeding. Although I think he has like sperm vials. Uh, yeah, before he went in for his operation, he jerked off jerked a off lot a into lot. a bottle. Well, uh, as long cups. as they keep them away from Shell Crow. <laughs> so, what were you going to say about Lance Armstrong? Let's, uh, uh, let's get what, on with this. What, uh, he's been portrayed in the media as a great American hero, uh, he's been portrayed as the greatest living athlete. Not even this living. Month, yes. <laughs> uh, since Michael Jordan is not around anymore. That's right. That's right. And neither is Babe Ruth or Hank Aaron. Yep. And George Brett is now in a restaurant owner. <laughs> George Brett. Uh, but yes, Lance Armstrong has been shoved down our throats, not only in the media, but also in the hundreds of endorsement deals that he has through Nike and the Discovery Channel. and Those goddamn bracelets. Those, those fucking bracelets. I know that all the proceeds go to cancer research. Except that they don't. I mean, there's banks that give them away with policies. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> okay, let they're, me modify that. They're rubber that. bands, people. Yeah. Okay, I'm going well, go to... Okay, let's modify say. that. The actual Livestrong bracelets, pretty sure... I'll give them the benefit yeah, of the yeah, doubt. Right. Those actually provide all proceeds to cancer research. And what's wrong yeah. with that? Bully for him. Nothing. No, Nothing. that's good. That's good. However, it's become a fad now, yeah. and people are buying knockoffs but at 7-Eleven. That's not Lance Armstrong's fault. No, it is. <laughs> it is Lance Armstrong's fault. People are in, oh, Lance Armstrong's cool. I'll wear one of these. So I'll, Lance, I'll, I'll Lance, give a shit about right? cancer oh, research. I just, so he know. comes up with the idea to have He's just these kicking bracelets. all those Frenchies' asses. He comes up with the idea to have these bracelets to a... Ri- to 
raise money and awareness for cancer research. And just because a bunch of stupid idiots turn it into a fad, that's somehow Lance Armstrong's fault? It is. (laughs) (laughs) Gavin is willing to place the blame. It may not be in the right place, but he's willing to place the blame. All right. I, I will cynically say that this was mostly a marketing tool for Nike and had pretty much nothing in their minds to do with cancer research. uh, We're we're just going to brand ourselves. We're going to try and connect ourselves with Lance Armstrong as much as possible. Okay, well, I'm going... But but hold on, hold on real quick. Just let me before before you get to your rebuttal, let me lay out the full case against Lance Armstrong. I'm sure I'll get my full rebuttal too, so (laughs) just go ahead. (laughs) Oh, but anyhow... Lance Armstrong, okay. Uh, first of all, I'm just sick of seeing him, but uh, mostly I'm sick that he's been I'll, deified. I'll agree with that. And, I mean, the man, he's just a human being, and he's just an athlete, albeit an exceptional athlete. He is not Gandhi. No, nobody's He's not sug- Martin Luther nobody's King. Nobody's suggesting that he is. He, I don't know. Michael Jackson maybe. <laughs> it's true. That's true. Uh, but... You know, he's a human being. He's fallible. He divorced his wife, the mother of his three children, so he could date Cheryl Crow. Oh, gee, no men leave their wives so they can date other women. Yes, oh, but this guy's Cheryl Crow. Yeah, Cheryl Crow. Come on. She did that awful Guns N' Roses cover. Whatever makes you happy. That's a crime against humanity. I was unaware she did a Guns N' Roses oh, cover. You didn't hear that? Child of Mine. Oh, Sweet Child awful. of Mine? Oh. Yeah, she covered that. That was I, a crime against you. The Hague needs to investigate. Lance Armstrong is dating essentially a war criminal. I was com- <laughs> completely un- well. That changes everything. I was completely unaware of that. <laughs> but, to butcher a brilliant song like "Sweet Child of Mine." No, no, Guns just "Sweet Child of Mine." It's not a brilliant song. Uh, just- <laughs> hey, oh, oh, don't throw uh, down on Guns uh, N' Roses. You weren't here last week, or I, I almost came to blows. I uh. just. I'm not really that big of a Guns N' Roses fan. I just, <laughs> I don't know. I was defending them just for the sake of argument. But anyway, anyway um, I, what do you think, Aaron? Yeah, like am, just, I, am I overreacting yes, to this? Yes, of course, of course you're overreacting. Like, you overreact. Wrong! On just about everything when it comes to this. Look, Lance Armstrong, first off, is probably one of the world's best athletes. I mean, to win seven Tour de France's, or I guess it's six, he's going for his seventh. This is one of the most athletic enduring sports out there it is much different than somebody some fat ass who gets up there and swings at a baseball it's a lot different than some fat linebacker who's sitting on a football field it's a lot different than any other sport that is played anywhere it's dangerous i've seen triplets of belleville absolutely that's right right. absolutely i mean he is a phenomenal first class athlete and i agree that maybe he has gotten a little bit of overexposure but at the same time what this man has accomplished by winning the Tour de France six times and going for his seventh, which I'm assuming he's going to win his seventh, yeah. is amazing. I don't know if any other athletic feat like this has ever been accomplished. I also think that the fact that he is a cancer survivor, it's a good story. I mean, you yeah. know, he was on his deathbed. He came back and is able to accomplish what he has accomplished after defeating cancer. And I think that he has done a lot of public good on raising money and awareness for cancer research. And I just don't see how that's bad Actually, at all. I don't, I don't know that a lot of people are really aware of the whole cancer research thing. Yeah. I they really well, think you might, most people have no idea. Yeah. You might be correct on that. And that's why, like I said, uh, this has been reported widely. Most of the bracelets you see out there are knockoffs. 
none of the proceeds are going to cancer research. Yeah, only They're just the, a fashion statement. Only the yellow ones and only some of the yellow ones are the real ones. Yeah. But that goes back to what I was saying before. Although I have seen some, that? I've seen some really good parodies. They have black bracelets that if say, uh, not that, my president. <laughs> but that goes back to what I was saying earlier. I mean, if people are ripping them off, how... Why is that Lance Armstrong's fault? Shouldn't you blame whoever's ripping him off? Well, well, apparently Lance Armstrong is God's gift to the world. He should do something about it. He should, you know, he should he should use his bicycle to create some sort of vortex in the Atlantic Ocean to suck up all ride, of ride around the, the world fake. fast you're, enough you're, that it will turn, turn back backwards. time, much like Superman one, the right, Richard Donner film. Your rational, your rationale is just. Foolish. I, I'm not even going <laughs> to respond to it. Anymore. I know it's impeccable, Aaron. Don't even try to defeat me. My kung fu is greater than yours. Uh, you're just you're on this issue. You're being an idiot. You're being <laughs> stupid. <laughs> okay, here's a, here's a slightly different argument, not specifically about Lance Armstrong, but the the hype surrounding Lance Armstrong. But I don't. Think and that's mostly my art. That's mostly why I'm annoyed with him because it's his face on all of this. The fact that Americans yeah. don't give a shit about bicycling or the Tour de France in particular. All they care about is that some American is kicking some French guy's ass in France. Oh, which is That's excellent. all they care it about. It reminds me, Bobcat Goldthwait uh, has, has, you know, thinned down and gotten off drugs. But aside <laughs> from that, he's got a, a great joke that no one laughs at. Um, and that he actually, which <laughs> That's is, why you don't see him doing stand-up exactly. that much anymore. Well, would, he, he says, uh, you know, everyone's like, you know, without us, the... the or uh, the the French would have uh, become Germans. Yeah, well, without French, we'd be Native American. <laughs> Very true. Uh, exactly. Very true. So there you go. Uh, okay. Well, how many Americans care about tennis? But you know, they'll British watch they'll too. watch Venus Williams kick the shit out of some British guy in Wimbledon. Well, exactly. However, they did not watch the men's final. Well, actually, no. I guess America. Roddick, Roddick did make it to the I men's final. I just made that I up. I have but no he got idea. his ass kicked, so nobody cares. I just made that up as an example. I have no idea if Venus Williams defeated some. British I, I don't know. Person. I know Serena got kicked out. I, I this tennis. Who gives a shit? Did I say some British asshole? That's completely disrespectful <laughs> compared to. <laughs> I am taking that back. Yeah. You know they're what more happened British today? or more. Give it a week. They're more British are more douchebaggy than assholes. <laughs> now, now solidarity and all. No, actually, I, I thoroughly enjoy the British because they gave us Monty Python and Faulty Towers. Our sympathies. I've been to Britain. Darius Adams. Go. I've been there. London's it's, a great city. It is a nice place. Don't eat the food. Unless it's unless it's immigrant food, yeah, immigrant yeah, food's good. good. Indian food, food is delicious. Great. You can Absolutely. find it on every street Absolutely. corner. Absolutely, kebabs, kebabs, uh, curry. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but on the other hand, they boil their steaks. Our, the our sympathies really do go out to of course, of course, everyone they do. who eats British food. <laughs> that <too>. no. <laughs> <laughs> Oh goodness! Yeah. Uh, see, this is how we work through our pain, people. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, gallows humor. <laughs> That's not even gallows. It's just dumb humor. Yeah. No, no. Uh, but you know what? In rebuttal to Galen, I like fish and chips. Fish and chips were a mistake. They they are actually good. I like fish and chips. I like fried shit. And say what you will about fish actually, and chips, it is fried shit. I I you like absinthe. Yeah, and you can't. Absinthe is legal in, right. uh, in Britain. So, uh, Get your wormwood and mm-hmm. lose your mind. Go to town. <laughs> Throw up on many of London's great tourist sites. <laughs> yeah. But out of respect. Right. We're right. trying to be insensitive. 
It's because I had too much fun in London. It's you know, not a political comment. That's right. On all days we picked to make fun of the British. Oh, we no, we're not. We're not. We could have made fun of the French. We could have made fun of the... But we do that know. the rest of the time. I know. That's true. I know. That's, that's one thing that we kind of have in common. In fact, we make fun of everyone. Yeah. 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 Except I, the French Canadians. Oh, well... <laughs> You don't well, wanna, actually, I hate the French Canadians most of all. You don't want to give me even the anything. French hate the French. Canadians. Here's the worst thing about the French Canadians: they're worse. <laughs> Here we go. They're, <laughs> they're worse than Frenchmen because they're wannabe Frenchmen. That's true. That's far worse. That's true. However, I love Cajun people. Yeah, yeah, gotta go there. They they were genuine. I mean, they were genuinely French, and they, like they don't speak French anymore, but they have that bastardized accent. Yeah. yeah. Oh. And that's fine. Paul and actually, actually, and they finally got smart enough to. That's leave good France food, and, though. You want to talk about good international cuisine? It's national, but yeah, bastardized and, French Cajun, Cajun, Cajun cuisine is delicious. It's um, all butter and and fried and lard and, and fat and, and yeah and possum meat. Yeah, it's great. <laughs> I'll take your word for that. Trust, no, <laughs> trust us. And and to the Quebecois, we don't mean it. Oh, just separate already. Oh, I mean it to the Quebec. <laughs> just secede. <laughs> Screw them. <laughs> oh, but I suppose we should just go into things that don't suck since it's, uh, it's been kind of a rough day uh, internationally uh, speaking. We're there, just there's sort of hysterical. That just, you know, fast forward through most of it. Yeah, I know. Um, but things that don't suck. Uh, in fact, I'll open up my thing that doesn't suck for a little bit of discussion. The uh, Kansas legislature in their special session miraculously broke the loggerhead. And I, I mean that sincerely. I yeah, honestly yeah. did not think that they were going to reach an agreement on this. I thought that Phil Klein and his cronies would have poisoned the water so much that nothing would have been accomplished. He tried. He did. He tried very much. He tried to give them legal options and rationale to get around trying to fund education. Right. However, he failed, and the uh, fringe right... Uh, conservative Republicans in the House and Senate were overruled by a coalition of moderate Democrats, uh, excuse me, Democrats and moderate Republicans, and they finally passed the full funding bill that the Supreme Court asked for. And on top of that, they defeated the constitutional amendment that Phil Klein and his ilk were trying to get passed as a writer on the school finance bill that would have curtailed the Supreme Court's authority. So I think that this is one of the few occasions yeah. in Kansas where you can say that the political arm of this state did the right thing. Absolutely. And and they did it much better than the uh, nationals did on the whole filibuster issue, yeah. which is about to bite the Democrats in the ass with the uh, Supreme <laughs> Court. But that's that's for another day. Yeah. I don't mean to toot my own horn, but I did. <laughs> I yes, did, you do. Toot away. I, I, uh, toot I, away. I did predict that this would be the outcome. So. la la. Little prognosticator. On this very program, too, I believe. <laughs> what other no, pro- it was... Uh, Are you moonlighting on other sports program? night oh, you I'm, predicted it. <laughs> I mean, you know, I'm When so- you accidentally showed up and went on O I'm on just, KJ. It was, it was on CNN's uh, morning show. You're one of those people well, on the I'm street such holding a, up the sign. I am... <laughs> I'm such a great journalist and radio host. And I, of course, have offers from people That's all true. over the country. I guest spot everywhere. You know that go to hell is not an offer. <laughs> well, now, it depends on how you look at That's it. True. That's true. I think. Um, but I think that this, um, this could be seen as a victory <laughs> for uh, Kathleen Sebelius. 
uh, one of the few times that she's been able to exert any influence I was gonna say for over one, the body. I was going to say for once in her yeah. life. Yeah, I know. Actually, she's pretty much been a neutered governor. Uh, she has no wiggle room with the Republicans having such an iron grip on both houses of the Kansas Congress. Yeah. Uh, she negotiated with moderate Republicans and held her own caucus together. And uh, kudos to Sibelius. Absolutely. Yeah. Kudos to the state of Kansas. Yes. Finally. <laughs> finally. Yeah, Jesus Christ. Yeah, finally. It's about time we have something to root for here. Yeah, finally, they did something right. And <laughs> even, also, even though it was at the barrel of a gun from the Supreme Court, they did the right thing. And I'm glad you mentioned uh, Kathleen Sibelius' role in this because definitely kudos to her. She really has not done a lot as governor not necessarily uh, her fault oh i agree it's not necessarily her fault but nonetheless she hasn't done a whole lot and i think that this is certainly one of the well possibly one of the bigger accomplishments she's had yeah or arguably but what else doesn't suck gentlemen well I'll, i'll bring uh my my issue and get to what doesn't suck in a minute but uh bernstein published his book on deep throat um and was on fresh air today which is seven seven Oh, five. Right. Uh, and you can look it up on npr.org or whatever. But uh, he was on there. And, and the thing about Bernstein, aside from the fact that he's very famous for, for breaking this case, is that he's not a very good journalist. Uh, he <laughs> tends to, I mean, he's, he may be good at collecting sources and stuff, but he tends to write everything as if he was in the room and there's some problems with that, et cetera, et cetera. The great part about <laughs> it's like, it. It's like, just, it's like Peter Griffin narrating his life on the family. <laughs> She walked to the table exactly. and placed dinner to it. It's very <laughs> a tepid pile of gruel. He eyed her warily. <laughs> but the thing, the thing is, is that one of the things that grounded Bernstein, or not Bernstein, uh, grounded uh, Woodward, was Carl Bernstein and the whole and the whole uh, Watergate era thing. But without him, uh, Bernstein, or huh, see, they're confusing. Woodward, Bernwood, <laughs> Woodward kind of floats around, and his books are eh, whatever. Either way, he's wrote a, he wrote a book uh, exposing Deep Throat because Deep Throat's family got out of control and exposed it before he could, and he got all mad and rushed his book into production. But uh, he, uh, he, he talked about the whole issue as if um, Bernstein had never actually been a part of it, which was hysterical. Uh, he, he, uh, now all of a sudden he's Joseph Stalin, like, <laughs> purging the history well, and like, he, you're brushing him out of It's close. He's like, well, uh, what's his name? Deep Throat. Uh, Mark felt. Mark felt. He uh, he's like, well, he, his memory is pretty much gone, but he only remembers two things from his time in in Washington: Nixon and me. Well, there were two of you, Woodward. <laughs> you are not the only one doing this. And I don't know Carl Bernstein. I don't know if he's an ass. Probably he could be. Yeah, <laughs> you are too, though. So get if, over I yourself. I mean, if you worked with Woodward, he got to be right. an ass. <laughs> but the thing is, and this is what doesn't suck. Is is that the relationship that seems to have been exposed in this interview, and I think was on the history books for a while, is very similar to how it's portrayed in the movie Dick, <laughs> which does not suck. And I recommend to everyone out there getting the movie All the President's Men for a sort of pseudo uh, documentary account. historical account, and then directly after watching the movie Dick, which presumes that Deep Throat is in fact two teenage girls. And it's one of the wittiest and most interesting parodies. And uh, Woodward and Bernstein are played by Will Ferrell and, and Bruce McCullough of Kids Kid- in the Hall of Fame. That's right. And uh, yeah, it it I think far more accurately than all the president's men shows their their relationship from what <laughs> I heard. The bickering egotism and incompetence Absolutely. of the Washington media. Exactly. So see Dick. We like Dick. <laughs> 
Galen Hart's dick. That's right. It's all it's all worth it for the uh, love fantasy with a teenage girl and Richard Nixon. <laughs> yeah, the, the, the soft focus tiger beat uh, running on the beach yeah. thing. Yeah, <laughs> but dick doesn't suck. No. Well, uh, yeah. it depends on what you pay. But Aaron, well, mine is anything not suck this week. Little more simpler than uh, <laughs> guys. Um, Monday night, of course, was Fourth of July. Yes. And um, as all Americans should, I um, drank a lot of different domestic beers, uh, Schlitz, Natty Light, PBR, good American beers. And it took you all and of them to get drunk because they're so watery. Yes, too. exactly. <laughs> well, you know what they say about light beer, uh, half the buzz, twice the piss. <laughs> but um, you hear that, 96.5? <laughs> Shot off various fireworks, which are, are always amusing, but one firework in particular that I shot off were these um, uh, Saturn missiles, but I finally got one this year that uh, had a 100 in a pack. It, it went on forever and ever and ever and ever in, in the different state that I was in at that point. It the, was, altered the, the altered state. The altered state of Massachusetts. Yeah. It was um, very fun to watch, so I'm going to say that Saturn missiles don't suck. Saturn missiles are fun. Saturn missiles are great because they're unpredictable. Overall, and they will yeah. chase down your friends, family, God's lesser beasts. I when I was young, I had this this big black lab that his name was Dexter, and he loved Fourth of July. When he heard he loved to chase fireworks, set himself on fire, roll in puddles, and start again. And he knocked over a like seventy five Saturn missiles, oh. knocked it over <laughs> towards yes. the audience yes. just as it was going off, yes. and we all had to run like hell. It was a lot of fun. Yes, <laughs> that's what you want to see on Fourth of July. Yeah. That's what you want to see. Hell yeah! We have a friend who will remain nameless who likes to take those artillery shells that shoot up yeah. way in there and explode. He likes to just light them in his hand and throw them in I have to admit, into that, crowds that, of that people. Is a, that is a bad habit that I picked up from our our anonymous friend. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. he's nearly blown me up twice, and one one Fourth of July. Like three years ago, he nearly blew me up twice. Um, of course, we have other uh, anonymous friends uh, who have strapped Roman candles to their genitalia. <laughs> but not, we won't talk not, about that. It's not I, anonymous, <laughs> Gavin. <laughs> I completely forgot about that until you mentioned yeah, that. Yeah, no, the full outfit is, is Roman candles strapped to your Yatta. Strapped to Yatta. Strapped to Yatta. And I, th- I think, I believe you had sparklers oh, on your nipples. nipples. On my nipples, yes. Sparklers, sparklers on, on my nipples. And I wanted to recreate yes. sort of a Busby Berkeley sort of uh, You're going to be a star girl sort yeah. of thing. Yeah. I should have been wearing a swim cap, but all I could find was like a Jimmy Buffett straw hat. That's right. And which was extraordinarily flammable. It was probably the most dangerous thing about that outfit. And I later, think. I believe you were trying to strap a... a Puppet of of whatever the Liam Neeson in the first Star Wars film. <laughs> That's right. Who looks like Jesus? Your nether regions. Yes, it was. Yeah, Qui Gon Jinn slash Jesus. It was an interesting night. Yeah. Remember, alcohol and fireworks mix wonderfully. I believe I crucified oh. Santa Claus in my uh, you chest. You can't have one, one holiday. With, you can't have one without the other. Uh, exactly. I mean, exactly. It'd be pointless to shoot off fireworks without copious amounts of alcohol involved. Actually, I, I have one more thing, speaking of alcohol, yeah. that, that didn't suck. I went to the uh, see the Weezer cake show, and during the cake show, which was good, cake's good, it's a little big audience for them out at, at it. Um, I don't want to call it by its actual name. Sandstone. Sandstone is what I'm going to call it. Yeah. Anyway, uh, but there was a guy in front of us who apparently he and his girlfriend had almost choreographed dances to each cake song. 
and were acting them out and actually made the whole thing more fun. But they were obviously <laughs> completely drunk. But, you know, for no phone, he'd mime a phone. And Carpenter, he was nailing wood up. It was really, it was good. And if, if by any chance you've, you've downloaded this, you made my night. So. <laughs> uh, I, I did not expect that there would be interpretive dance at it a was, cake It concert. was impressive. He and his girl, I mean, well, I should not just center it on him, though he was more active. But the two of you were brilliant. Mm. I mean... Speaking of Buzzley Berkeley. <laughs> what are you playing right now, Ern? That doesn't suck, video game-wise. Oh, um, well, I haven't played it yet, but um, I'm such a huge fan of Half-Life and then a bunch of the Splinter games from Half-Life, like Counter-Strike, and um, some of the other computer games, like Blue Shift is another one. Um, but Half-Life 2, it's been out on computer for a while, but I heard that it's coming out on the Xbox this summer, so I'm very excited to pick it up if it actually ends up on Xbox, which I hope it does. Although the next Xbox is going to be out at the end of the year, so do you really yeah. want to keep investing? Um, because new, from what I hear, the new Xbox will not be backwards will not compatible. Be that sucks. I yeah, hate it when they do stupid. that. Even Nintendo's next system, and Nintendo's notoriously cheap about this sort of thing, even Nintendo's next system is going to be backward compatible. Well, and they've the done this great thing where the GameCube, you can put this thing in and you can play your Game Boy games on your GameCube. Yeah, and that yeah. for someone like me who's still living in the late eighties, <laughs> as far as video games go, I can Joy. like I can I can play like you know Super Mario Brothers one, the original. <laughs> oh, but here's the here's the radi- Well, See, it this is a- it is true the new Xbox is coming out in December, but yeah. realistically nobody's gonna be able to afford it until the December after. So. <laughs> that's true. Oh, that's nothing compared to the next PlayStation though. That thing's gonna be like four hundred dollars. Yeah, when that's that first comes that's out. ridiculous. Uh, it's actually a car. And here's here's a little note to our listeners. This is what happens when Anna isn't here. Yeah. Yeah, to balance out check. the testosterone when the guys are left to their own devices all we talk about are uh, nut sacks and video games and that's just gavin <laughs> yeah. and beer but anyway back to nintendo's next system <laughs> the, their their next system codenamed revolution <gasps> is going to be so backward compatible that you're going to be able to download every nintendo game ever made dating oh. back to the 8-bit it's going to be online you're going to be able that's to awesome. download the entire nintendo catalog that's how it should be done are you shitting me i am shitting you not that is how it should be done oh you know what everything just... from kid icarus on up to uh nintendo 64 uh golden you know what that's great you just sold me I will I, buy. It's only going to be like two hundred dollars to compare to like this. Well, you have to pay for each game you download. Probably they haven't decided that they might be free. They should be free because well, their poor. service is going to be free. The online service. Is yeah, but be even free. if you had to pay for it, you wouldn't have to pay more than five no. or ten bucks. I'd be more than willing to pay. That Most of it's going to be promotional stuff. Yeah. If you buy a game, you'll be able to get. Well, it I just free. yeah, I just I mean I'm I'm still waiting for like the old Castlevania games. Uh, uh, I love the Castlevania. And the, I, I finally got all the old Zelda games on one on one super disc they yeah, released yeah. a special. And, yeah. Yes, I'm like. What, 10, 15 years behind? But I like it there. <laughs> see, I can't handle all these graphics. See, I can justify this conversation because we are in an online medium right now. That's right. And, uh, you know, I, I assume that most of the people who are listening to this podcast are, are technologically savvy Males and lonely. At home. Uh, probably in their boxer briefs. That's right. Weeping while they masturbate. <laughs> Ooh, too far. <laughs> but come on, guys. You know what I'm talking about. Right, guys? <laughs> okay, we really should end it there. We release you. <laughs> but you have been listening to Punditocracy, ostensibly the politics and culture talk show. 
I don't know how much uh, politics. I know. We got into politics. We just related yeah. it to culture. Culture. Uh. What's wrong with having a culture-centric segment more often than not per episode? Oh, right? come on. Come on. It's all one big... Uh, Go with it, man. Bag I'm roll with it. it. I'm rolling It's the with digital it. revolution. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway... Uh, please email us at foundingthepundit at yahoo.com or you can leave comments at lawrence.com. I've noticed that nobody leaves comments for any of the podcasts on lawrence.com. Leave us a comment. We please. Want... I want to know if somebody's listening to yeah, us. Yeah, we want to we want to know if someone downloads. I know us. people are. I know people are. I've been told by you know the proprietors of this uh, of this site that people listen to it. I just want to hear what you guys think. Uh, lawrence.com. Just post comments. You can do it anonymously, but. Yes, and uh, eventually you'll be able to visit our website again as soon as I pay the bills. As soon as cheap I'm a deadbeat dad. I'm an absentee landlord. Yeah, as soon as cheap ass over here decides to pay his bill. Yeah, no. <laughs> of course. Poverty, you, what can I say? Of course Welcome you don't. To Bush's economy, man. Of course you don't. There, back to politics. Of course you don't hear the other hosts of the show offering to help. Gavin no, 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 not at all. <laughs> or even post on the goddamn site, but. <laughs> Hopefully. Well, I would post. I, you know what? I went. Once you get a decent computer, I, I downloaded I went, pictures of Pope Man for that site, and then lost them because it was it's, offline. <laughs> it's funny because I actually went. And you're probably not going to believe this. The God, God's honest truth. I went to our website today yeah. because I was going to post something on it, and then I just We're get, spurned. Right, it came up that it was gone. So. Well, I apologize for not paying the bills. I'll get to it. Well, <laughs> God damn it, Gavin. You should be a lot more responsible than that. We should let all these people go before we yeah, start uh, bickering. I should, I, should add, I should just add like a PayPal link on uh, Lawrence.com. <laughs> Support my broke ass. <laughs> Actually, the listeners out there could donate money. That's right. Cause. If you want our witty and insightful banter in text form, on a blog, you're gonna have to pay. Yes. <laughs> no, or I'm sorry. Don't we, we couldn't even get it together to do that. Who are we kidding? Yeah, I know. <laughs> uh, we're still working on it. <laughs> Under anyway, construction. That's right. That's Soon. that's the diplomatic. By the way time of you download this, we may have it done. Yes. Yeah, but don't count on it. Yeah. Uh, anyway. Anyhow, uh, once again, I'm this Galen. has been yes. I found Natasha. I'm Galen. Aaron. And I'm Gavin. Bye-bye.